Thank you for tuning in to The Grammar of Grief with your host, Uma Girish, the show that is dedicated to creating a safe space to discuss the big life questions around grief, loss, death, and dying. Now, here's your host, Uma Girish. Welcome to a brand new episode on the Grammar of Grief and do I have a treat for you today. My treat for you, my special guest today is Emma Cooper Mitchell. Emma and I have known each other for a little over two years. I know that's not a long time, but it feels like forever because in the tribe we belong to and the kind of soul work we do, it seems like a very ancient connection. I have loved Emma's work and that's why I was very excited to introduce her to you so that you get to see the full flavor of everything that she offers to the world. So let me briefly introduce Emma and then we'll get started. Emma is the founder and business owner of EmmaKupuMitchell.com. She lives on the beautiful Hawaiian island of Oahu and is a wife, mother, grandmother and Full Sensory Soul Guide. I just love that term, Full Sensory Soul Guide. She's a licensed massage therapist and a yoga teacher in a variety of holistic vibrational therapies. Emma volunteers at the Women and Children's Hospital on Ohu, offering healing touch and Reiki in her spare time. Emma has been practicing many different modalities for over 25 years around the world. Her passion lies in the areas of clinical aromatherapy, Ayurveda, sound healing, and numerology. She uses this extensive knowledge of ancient healing practices as she guides you on a full sensory journey to wholeness. Emma believes that the senses are the pathways of the soul and to your divine light and healing. She has a very practical, grounded approach providing a safe space for you to explore your own healing journey together. To find out more about Emma, her journey, and all her beautiful products and services, you can visit emmakupumichel.com. That's Emma, K-U-P-U-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L.com. Welcome, Emma. I'm so very pleased to have you here. Oh, aloha, Uma, and I am too. Thank you so much for inviting me. How interesting that the five senses that we've been given to experience life in all its joyous forms can also be the, the same senses that open us up to our healing potential. So your expertise lies in in reiki yoga sound healing aromatherapy oils i'm going to start with sound what do you believe are the effects of sound healing on the nervous system well sound i think we all know that playing any form of music is sound and a vibration um So the effects on the nervous system, well, sound is this vibration and it has the ability to move through every cell of our our physical body. And certain sounds, Uma, can affect the brainwave pattern and in 
consequence and return, it affects the physiology of our being. And the, this, all the circulatory system, the nervous system are intertwined in this. So I predominantly use um, crystalline sound. I mean, there's many forms from Tibetan to drumming. But the reason I, I find crystalline sound very effective on the nervous system and the physiology is that the cellular structure of, of crystal sound has um, basically an effect that it can absorb deep into the system. It's called no grain. There's no barrier that blocks or prevents this form of sound entering us on a very deep level. And certain sounds move the busy active doing doing thinking brainwave into a much slower fader and this in return calms and sedates and settles the nervous system everything lowers and slows down from the heart rate and it creates space for the body to heal the body knows how to heal itself which we as humans <laughs> prevent that actually how so, very true. yeah, yeah. And when someone's grieving a loss, uh, no matter what kind of loss it is, it is the nervous system that takes a beating because all of a sudden the person is in a place of fear, anger, sadness, um, loss of control. And uh, so how wonderful that sound can help in so many ways to settle and calm and sedate the nervous system, like you said. Absolutely. Um, and there's many forms of sound that resonate with different parts of the body, believe it or not. If you imagine a piano scale, I played piano for a short while, that we, we, the physical body holds and resonates with certain sounds. So if, if we look at grief um, and loss and sadness, for me, in the Vedic terms, Ayurveda, it affects the heart chakra, this sensory space within the physical body. And um, the F note or F sharp, this movement of air and sound helps to actually zone in on that particular area. And it can have the ability of moving emotion on any level from anger, fear to sadness and loss and allows the body just to move this through and return it to a natural state of vibration and resonance, um, bringing more joy and happiness. So this, this anahata in Sanskrit, this space of the physical heart, resonates with the thymus gland, which is immunity. It's one of the endocrine glands that supports our physical immunity. And that's also an issue, isn't it, with grieving, that often you can become very sick through the loss of, of a loved one or a pet or a partner. And then, you know, if we physically become sick, that's when um, we become run down. And also things then start to spiral out of control. Yeah, yeah, so true. And in case uh, listeners are wondering where this uh, thymus gland is located, I think it's right between the collarbone, just right above the heart. And right. an easy way to stimulate your personal healing um, and take care of your nervous system is to, to just tap on the thymus gland a few times. And you can do this very easily no matter where you are. 
sitting in your car or taking a bathroom break, even at work. So that's very easily done. Now, isn't that a reason why a lot of people tell us that a walk in nature or uh, sitting by a body of water can be very healing because the natural sounds of bird song and the wind in the trees and, um, you know, a waterfall or a babbling brook can be very therapeutic in nature. Absolutely. I think we all know that, don't we? That I mean, we are sensory beings. As you know, it's my passion um, to explore these senses. And for me, they are the gateway back to who we really are. But how many of us stop to take time to just take a walk outside, um, you know, and just bathe in the sun, feeling the wind, the natural elements, and our cells and our senses start to pick up the environment and these sounds, Zuma. And so you're right, just the wind, we think of the element of air that affects the mind and our thoughts and our feelings. Just feeling the natural breeze on our skin um, really does help to transmute any form of stress and imbalance. And on water, as you said, I mean, the element of water um, helps to reinvigorate, um, it settles the emotions, and it allows us to find the flow. So the symbology, and it's a reminder, visual reminder, but also, as you said, the senses, the sound, really does um, take it into our being. Nature's so therapeutic. That's yeah, right. highly recommend it. Mm. And these days, there are so many different kinds of apps you can buy for your cell phone that have sound healing meditations. I have been using them very effectively, and they just calm me down, bring me to that space of real quiet and contemplation. So what are some of the easiest ways for people to open themselves up to sound healing. Maybe they don't live close to a forest where they can really engage with nature. What are some easy ways that you recommend? Well, you said, I mean, the world is um, easily accessed. I mean, here I am in Hawaii and there you are. Um, but we can do that through many ways. I mean, the, the, the World Wide Web is great, isn't it? That we can um, download for free a lot of the sound auditations. I mean, I offer a lot on my website for free, but I think people can use all their senses. So just in, even imagining just sitting for a moment and engaging in the breath. I mean, and visualizing the breath as a wind or a peaceful forest moving through us. Um, so just stopping and using these free resources that um, we've been given are, 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 for me, a beautiful, simple tip. I think on waking up, just stopping for a moment and imagining your happy space, where would that be? Would it be by an ocean in Hawaii? Would it be in a, a rainforest or sitting by a tree? And just closing your eyes, eliminating external stimulants and just imagining in your mind's eye where that would be. That, that's a simple way. And following the breath and imagining. Or as you said, downloading those, those apps. There's many, 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 many um, that are free that you can listen to for a moment or two. Um, so that, that, I mean, that's my simple, simple guide 
a quick tip to um, bringing in sound and, and through visualization and imagery. Right. Because the world has become such a noisy place that we almost have to retreat and find our quiet spaces in which we can then, you know, surround ourselves with the kinds of sounds that are healing for us. You're right. I mean, sound, even without any external sound, there is a a natural vibration that goes on that's quite toxic and jarring to all the senses. I mean, we live in a busy world of advancement, which is beautiful, why you and I can connect like this. Yes. But there's a trade-off, isn't there, with the electromagnetic impulses that are sent out um, as a noise pollution. So I think taking a withdrawal, I mean, in in the yoga nidra that I practice and teach, it's a withdrawing of external noise and coming to listen to your natural heartbeat, your natural rhythm, and just the quietness of your own body. Um, That's very therapeutic, but we need to do that. We just have to create space whether it's a moment or 10 minutes in our day. Um, And that's very therapeutic, just listening to our own rhythm of our heart. The sound of silence, Uma. Oh, sounds fabulous. Okay, let's talk about smell, Emma. How does smell awaken the body's healing potential? Wow, well, smell, one of my true loves, because it's closely associated with taste, um, and eating. So this this sense, well, thousands and thousands of years of aromatherapy, this um, therapeutic use of oils and smells and perfume has been used, every, every culture. And how it awakens um, the mind and body is really two ways. There, there's a smell, the aroma part of the oil, the wood, the tree. And everything um, is transmuted through these tiny hairs in the nose and the smell gets sent to a part of the brain i'm going to keep it simple the limbic system that deals with memory and that's the key so we can associate smell with times in our childhood or friends or family that can bring us great happiness or equally great irritation, right? Depending on, yeah. on on the memory. So, and we know that just certain smells like warm bread in the oven, coffee, tea, um, tantalize the sense of smell and, and trigger memories. And they also absorb through the tiny hairs in on the skin. The skin is the main sensory organ, and by using certain oils. Um, in a vegetable base they can be used through massage or just rubbing them on and that awakens the senses of the body the circulatory system the lymphatic um, and the sense of touch so they they really enter um, us through smell and the skin Mm. hence it's called aromatherapy aroma smell therapy the form of touch and massage which people can do themselves, Uma. Yeah, very simply. But isn't it also important for them to know how much to put on their skin? Because I've heard some horror stories about people who've, um, you know, overdone the oils and have had to then work on clearing everything out from their system before they could get back on track. 
You are so right. And as a clinical aromatherapist, I, I licensed in London about 20 years ago. There is definitely, I always err on the side of caution because they are a medicine. They do have the ability to absorb systemically and therefore they can interfere with other medications um, that people might be using. So I'd always recommend that you go and see somebody that's licensed or ask for advice or have a consultation. Um, the ones that can be bought over the counter typically are, are diluted, but you can buy them that are pure essential oils and they should never be used directly on the skin because they can burn or even in the bath so you do need to know the correct amount of use and, and the proportions of how to mix and blend mm. yeah um, and I mean I do offer free consultations but just going into your local health food store and always checking first even lavender, one of the most common ones, um, and tea tree. I know I've had people, you know, proudly tell me, oh, I put it in my bath and I felt wonderful. And I'm, I'm in horror because it, it, oil sits on water and therefore it hits all the open orifices and it can burn. Even lavender could burn if overused. Yeah, I thought it was important for us to mention this because people who are listening to us are most likely grieving a loss and they're probably taking antidepressants or anxiety medication or something to help them sleep better. So this is a really important cautionary note for you. Absolutely. Are there any specific oil blends that people who are grieving a loss can use? Oh, gosh, yes. Where do we start? Because there's hundreds and hundreds. Um, but I'll offer some suggestions. It's important to say that what I'm suggesting may not um, be in harmony with a pleasant smell. Remember, it's the memory. So each different oil has a medicine, a natural um, vibration or benefit. And there are certain oils, Uma, that do help with... Um, grieving and, and sadness so that the key ones for me that I would suggest would be rose essential oil of rose jasmine um, and lavender are typically oils that help to soften the heart and bring in this sense of calm peace um, and open us up to feeling more of the compassion and um, love for self as well as others um, but I mean there are many many more and it's really finding out which um, is going to best treat and, and and be lovely to use right why would you use an oil you don't like right. but on a, on a vibrational scale again those are the ones I would, would recommend and then we've got others that affect the mind, you know, often depression, sadness, anxiety could come in. Um, any oil that actually the orange and orange flower oils are beautiful for anti-stress of the mind. So things like orange, sweet orange, mandarin, neroli are ones, um, if it's more of a mental um, stress and anxiety and sadness could help. Um, a few of my, my key tips. And if it's shock or something that really has been sudden and people are feeling very disorientated, just the whole life has been rocked, I would 
highly recommend oils that are anchoring and grounding and give some support and stability physically and emotionally. And as a guideline, all the trees, the woods and the resins like cedar wood, sandalwood, cypress, those beautiful trees give that grounding, supportive energy. Um, and then you could heighten and sweet it up with something like, um, let's see, probably a, a marjoram or a geranium. So blending two or three oils together um, just gives a, 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 a more subtle perfume, let's say that. Mm. Um, but it is a skill, um, and I would always suggest people do look for some advice or see what smells they like first themselves because it's so personal, Uma. Is that a service you provide, Emma? Do you blend oil specifically for people who are experiencing a certain condition or symptom? I absolutely do, yeah. And I do offer a free consultation via phone or, or Skype for people just to help guide them um, in, a, in a way that may be best supportive. It's overwhelming, Uma, even for me. Um, there's hundreds yeah. of oils that it can be... Um, just overwhelming to where to start and then I do I mean my, my forte is to blend sacred anointing oils or spritzers that really are personalized to your own specific situation yeah and they can be mailed anywhere over the world I can testify to Emma's lovely oil um, that she made for our special class, which is called the Lotus and the Lily, which Janet Connor teaches. And uh, I think she found, she went looking for the Lotus in India. And so Emma uses absolutely the best and purest ingredients and her oils are absolutely wonderful. I'm wearing uh, Emma's oil right now. And I'm, I just love this adorable French perfume. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. I mean, it's my, my passion growing, growing up on a farm in England. And my granny would kind of introduce me to plants and flowers. And, you know, nature is just that amazing, supportive, natural medicine. Yeah. Um, so right. I, I love it. I mean, I'm so blessed that my, my work's my play and my play's my work. It's yeah. so true. <laughs> it's also important to mention that these essential oils are to be used in conjunction with therapy. They are not a substitute, but just an add-on. It's something that you can use to help calm yourself down if you're having a bad day or you struggle to fall asleep at night. This is a wonderful add-on to whatever else you're doing to help you heal your grief. So Emma, before we wrap up, are there anything, any final thoughts, anything that I haven't asked you that you wish to share with our listeners? Um, I think just a quote comes to mind, you know. I mean, for me, um, it's a quote by Thomas More, and I love his work and his books. And what I'd like to leave the, the listeners with, the quote says this, the rose distills a healing balm, the beating pulse of pain to calm. And so with, with that kind of phrase and beautiful poetry, I think it leaves the essence of, um, of your work. Thank you, Uma, for sharing what you do with the world. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. That was such a beautiful poem to, to end on. And uh, just so you know, dear listeners, there's a whole world of knowledge 
with regard to essential oils and sound healing. We've only had 20 to 30 minutes to do this interview. So I highly encourage you to learn more about Emma's work, take advantage of her free consultation. And her website again is emmakupumichel.com. That's Mitchell with two L's and Kupu is K-U-P-U, emmakupumichel.com. So thank you again, Emma. This was wonderful. I'm so grateful to know you and to be a part of your work. I loved sharing you with my listeners. Aloha. Oh, aloha. Thank you, Uma. I will be back next week with another brand new episode on the grammar of grief. Until then, I invite you to hold your heart with tenderness and grace. Thank you for listening to The Grammar of Grief with Uma Girish. If you enjoyed the program, please leave a review and rating on iTunes. Connect with Uma at www.umagirish.com. That's U-M-A-G-I-R-I-S-H.com for grief guidance and inspiration.